Are you the kind of person that wears underwear under your running shorts? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's thaw out your supermarket-bought apple pie, turn on the oven, grab your knitting needles, a blanket, because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, along with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to quickly mention something that happened to me back in December. I went to the Meredith Music Festival, which is a camping festival. It's an hour, hour and a half out of Melbourne. Um, I went along with my normal group of friends, and Christian actually came along this year with his other Italian friend, Toddy. Excuse um, me? Yeah. <laughs> it's relevant. It's Unnecessary. Relevant. Absolutely relevant. Okay. Um, so, he came along. It was great. And at one point uh, in the weekend, we're all sitting around, maybe 10, 15 of us, um, and we were discussing um, one of the other people in the group who bought some chala. Is it chala, the Jewish bread, Dion? Chala. What is it? Chala. In chala. God, say it. It's it's chala. Chala. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, he brought oh, some chala. Um, Such a skip. And we, were, <laughs> and we were talking about how moist and juicy it was and how... What? Are we talking about the same thing? No. You're talking about chala that's moist and juicy? Yeah, what as in it's... What are talking no, about? As, because the conversation got... As opposed to panettone, which is always really fucking dry. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. This is what we do. You yeah. do you not agree? <laughs> no, I don't agree with the pe- the premise that challah is moist and juicy, as it, as in compared to a very dry panettone, which we'd all experience. Okay, Josh. Now, okay, <laughs> if I'm putting challah next to steak, which one is moist and juicy? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> juicy was probably a really bad choice of words. What about moist? The most, one of the most hated words in the world. Do you regret that? Don't you love biting into a nice bit of challah and it's squirting out? <laughs> okay, uh, my point is, let me get to my point, okay. that it wasn't dry. And we were saying that panettone that we've all experienced, mm-hmm, everyone in the group, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. that panettone is very dry. And so we asked yeah. Christian and we asked Toddy, like, is that normal? Are we eating the best panettone we can eat when everyone we've had is really, really dry? And they both looked at the other one, roll of the eyes, and go, oh, these guys don't know. <sighs> and then Toddy went, well, we could get some. Like, what are you talking about? He said, I brought some. <laughs> so, <laughs> at a camping festival, an hour and a half out of Melbourne, he Toddy brought a panettone. Oh and the key difference was, he's like, you don't want it in the box from overseas because it's imported. You want it local from a deli. I brought this from a deli and it was delicious. We're a grassroots movement. But we're- <laughs> We're trying to train the public into uh, how to consume panettone correctly. Did he bring a whole one? Yeah. A yeah. whole one? The best. Yeah. And it was like, it, it, it really felt like he didn't bake a big song and dance about it of, hey guys, I brought it. It was literally, wait until it naturally <laughs> came up in conversation. Yeah. I was like, by the way, guys, I brought one. So no worries. That's so good. I don't think I've ever bought challah to a music festival. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Actually, that reminds me. Um, my girlfriend made challah once. It's quite a it's quite a difficult thing to make. You have mm. to you have to I don't know mix ingredients. You have to braid it, then you have to put sesame seeds on it. It's it's a big thing. So I told a friend of mine. I said to my friend, "Hey, my my girlfriend made challah," and he was like, "Oh man, I'd love to taste it. I absolutely love to taste it." So I thought, "Oh okay, how am I going to do that?" Anyway, to cut a long story short, I ended up sending in an express post satchel. <laughs> Um, Challah to him That he had to sign for 
And it what made was the me... distance? Where was it going from and to? Uh, from the north of Melbourne to the north of Melbourne. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. Jump in a car, mate. No, but would that have been as funny? The best thing would have been is that if he wasn't home at the time and he had to collect it from the post box. <laughs> well, they said, we just left it behind the bins. <laughs> How much? How much did you send him? Uh, really, not much. It was sent in a Ziploc bag as well, <laughs> okay. um, and I got videos from him um, and of him uh, opening opening up the package. Uh, he had no idea what it was and tasting it, and he really, really enjoyed it. But it was important to keep it in a Ziploc bag so it retained its freshness. Mm, it's moist. It's moisture. <laughs> yeah. Was it was, was it dry? Or was it moist? Uh, it was no. It was, it was, it's never been moist. <laughs> That's a misnomer. Don't spread that rumor to non-Jews. Now, Josh, it's all well and good making fun of. Andrew and I bringing Punatona down to Meredith Music Festival. But there were three entire loaves of challah at this music festival brought (laughs) by people in our camp. We only had, what, 15 people? Yeah, 15, 20, something like that. And at any given time of any given day, you could have as much challah as you wanted to the extent that at one point in time, we were at the Supernatural Amphitheatre where all of the dancing was happening and we looked around and one of Josh's friends, Aaron, was carrying a half-eaten bag of challah and a plastic owl. (laughs) It's just the essentials down yeah. in the soup. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We just touched on Meredith Music Festival. Now, this was the first one that I ever attended, and Josh extended out the invite to me, which was very gracious of him. But he said, What's crucial about Meredith Music Festival for your group is that you have one night where everyone picks a theme collectively yeah. and dresses up. Yeah which is very typical to Josh, and I, and I was expecting him to say something about a dress-up. A little bit of organised fun goes a long way. Yeah. And it did. It really did. I really appreciated it. And this year's theme was pilots and tourists. Yeah, so it's kind of like airport, airline, all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, jumping on a plane, all that kind of stuff. Moist pilots <laughs> and moist tourists. So, so I ended up uh, going as a tourist. Now, to dress up like a typical tourist, mm. I went and I bought... Uh, okay, I've got a, I've got a big kind of Hawaiian shirt, and I've got some oh wait cargo shorts, yep, and yep. then long white socks with sandals. Sandals, beautiful. But then to top it all off, I got a bum bag, and I got a camera bag. Oh, I could not believe how practically dressed I was. <laughs> yeah, that if I could dress like that every single day of my life, I a hundred percent would. I had so many pockets to put everything <laughs> in. I ended up going out with. Nothing in my actual pockets, but my bum bag had my phone, my wallet, a camera, some Dettol, some handy wipes, <laughs> some gum, some mint. They've got it right. The tourists have got it right. Yeah. The, but it's, it's, is it American tourists in particular or is it all tourists? Because you see people dress so poorly when they're sort of overseas. But So did you feel a bit self-conscious that people would think, oh, he's actually dressed like shit? Yeah, I think that was the Yeah, that's what people are thinking. Here's a tourist come to Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) Stumbling upon Meredith music. (laughs) Taking photos with his disposable camera. (laughs) But but it it got me thinking, when will we get to the age, or is it an age or is it a personality thing, when we finally stop dressing for style and start dressing for (laughs) comfort? (laughs) Yep. When? When is that? Because who is sick? I'm sick of skinny leg jeans. It's too hot. Yeah. I have to wear them for work. As soon as I get home, first thing I take off. But the thing that's happening with my, my what I used to think was a plethora of clothes and shorts, particularly the shorts, 
They're all going. They're all on the way out. I've I got saw tears that. in the ass. Yep. Tears through the pockets. Yep. And it's getting to the point where I'm nearly not wearing them. Yeah, but does but doesn't stop <laughs> I love you from, that. doesn't stop you from wearing them though, does it? No, yeah, yet. I saw your full ass cheek today because yeah. you were wearing shorts with it all exposed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think see I've got a pair of ruggers, which coincidentally I wore sorry, sorry ruggers. ruggers. Uh they're a pair of <laughs> rugby shorts that were that <laughs> ruggers. Were, that were around maybe in the mid-90s, I think. And they've since been renamed to shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why are they called ruggers? Well, you, so I, why I do you like call them game. ruggers? <laughs> Sorry. In, in my brain, anytime I say shorts, I say ruggers. But it's not, what? it's not an example of one of those items that gets to dominate the uh, the name of the... Like, like yeah, right. white out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we've spoken exactly. about before. We, we've stuck with shorts as yeah, opposed yeah. to ruggers. No yeah. one moved across to ruggers. No one moved to ruggers? <laughs> no. Okay, I just Googled just it. Ruggers is a thing. Jesus. Yeah, ruggers, they're everywhere. Oh, wait, they're still around? Yeah. It's Aren't they just them. like sports shorts? Uh, so so basically, I've had these since I was about eight. And there they're are holes throughout. It's like it's like a rat has had a field day on these. A rugger rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are holes everywhere, but, but I I can't get rid of them. But are they just a house where? Well, I I I crossed the, the line. Down the shops. I wore them at Meredith the entire oh, time. Oh, that's really. Fine. But but there's a permanent brown stain at the back. That <laughs> what's that from? <laughs> that I got from sitting on dirt <laughs> and and shitting myself. <laughs> But I, but I can't get rid of these shorts because they know my body. Well, they're sentimental to them. They've, if you've had them since you were eight, that's absurd. Sorry, not, they know your body because you've allowed to shit way, in them. You know what's, <laughs> it's you know what's bit, great, though? Krish's body hasn't changed since eight years old. <laughs> I, know, and I, still I told you I was a very <laughs> fat little boy. Just blew out. And like, well, buy all the clothes for the next oh, 30 years. But you know <laughs> Every what, patch we're talking about, <laughs> Christian's white. <laughs> but, but you know that when you... Wear a pair of new shorts that they, they don't give back. Yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah. have that same relationship with you like yeah, an old I've pair got, of shorts. Yeah, I've got no idea what you're talking about. They're just a pair of shorts. I'm with Christian. Thank That's you, why I'm Josh. reluctant to buy new ones. Yep. All my ones are super comfortable. No, but sports shorts are very different from casual shorts that you wear out. Actually, here's a question for you. The shorts that have an inner mesh in them, um, do you wear underpants with them? Absolutely. What? <laughs> okay, Josh. Josh, and, and, and this isn't Why a joke. Would you not? No, Josh, no, you're such a smart guy. Okay. <laughs> for everyone who is listening to this, understand that for the most part, Josh is incredibly intelligent. But there are moments where his brain just snaps. <laughs> Doesn't snap. Hey Stays Josh, on track. why would you wear two pair of underpants? Not underpants. What what are they then? They're a bit of mesh. Why, why have them? <laughs> stop What's your, the point of them? Stop your balls bouncing around. Th- that's the point of underwear. So you put the mesh there. No, because you don't want it all hanging out like that, mate. You got to keep everything nice and tight and absorb any moisture. No, no. That's the point of underwear. Yeah. Once again, Josh talking about moisture. (laughs) Yeah. So the mesh doesn't do enough of that job. The mesh is a poor man's excuse for a pair of underpants. So you've got to wear the underpants. Hang on. Why would they put it there then? Thank you so much. (laughs) I don't desire them. I should preface this by saying I've never owned a pair that had mesh in them. (laughs) So you're saying if... You ever wore meshy shorts? Yeah, I would wear underpants for sure. Okay. Do you wear... Do you, okay, here's a question. Do you wear underwear underneath your board shorts? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not because Thank I you. wear meshy shorts when I go in the water. Oh, you got meshy board shorts. Okay, that's fine. Because the thing that annoys me, those people who wear underwear under their board shorts, it makes no sense because they're getting wet and soaked and the whole point of the board shorts is they dry easily and dry quickly. Why can't you use this logic to the meshy shorts? Because it's not about... 
wetness and drying. Yes, it is. Because no, when you not. exercise, you sweat. Why would you want your underpants to also be sweat? That's how tight is the mesh netting? What do you mean how tight is it? It's supportive. It's supportive enough. You buy. If you're buying quality meshy shorts, you're going to get who may, a supportive enough. makes en- a good meshy short? Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I ever buy. Christian, if you could elect to have a meshy inner in your ruggers, would you, no, would you do no, that? No, 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 no. Why because not? I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of a meshy short. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a cotton, uh, no meshy short. Why don't you cut it out? Why don't you cut have, out the mesh? I've, I've done that no, on a lot you of my haven't. shorts. 100%. You've cut out the mesh. Take a photo, put on Facebook. <laughs> And I keep the mesh. <laughs> no, you don't. What do you keep the mesh for? To wear with his board shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could design some jeans, Christian, would you design jeans with a mesh inner? I, oh, that's an interesting one. I would have the mesh inner in my jeans because I'm not a massive fan of wearing underpants. Full stop. Thank you really? so much. Really? Well, Wait, there the truth comes out finally. Wait, okay. so what, do you, what would you prefer to wear if you didn't wear underpants? Nothing. Really? Yeah. Do you ever wear pants without underpants? Currently. Be honest with us. Currently. Photo, so- Facebook. <laughs> so you kind of wear underpants under protest. So you love the mesh then because you're like, great, finally I can take these guys yeah. off. Yeah, a lot more But you, you feel compelled with a normal pair of pants that so you have to wear under. Is that because society tells you that or you need to not yep. get caught in the zip? What yeah, is yeah. No, no, no. It's more so my fear that at any given point in time, a larrikin comes around <laughs> and decks me. Dax you or decks you? And decks me. <laughs> Um, did you ever get dacked as a child? Is that from something? No, no, but I was always... I think that I didn't play with kids <laughs> Christian's a lot always been on the verge of getting dacked. <laughs> I've just been so fearful that it's around the corner. And I can't believe that I've gone 27 years and never been dacked. It's going to happen one day and I'm going to have underpants on when it does. I really want that to come back. I don't know if that's happened elsewhere outside of Australia, but there was a time when I was at school High where school, yeah. everyone was doing it. Everyone was just yeah. getting dacked all over the place. <laughs> There was a thing, there was a little grass slope at school that we called the grassy knoll and the the dacking, it was twofold. It was a dacking and then a bum drag. So you'd grab the ankles and just run them down the hill. (laughs) Actually, one of my favourite things that happened in the schoolyard, I don't know if you guys experienced this, was that thing where you'd be standing up, someone would crouch behind you and someone else would push you over that crouch person. And and I remember one day, it was like, I think it was in like year eight, I would have been like 14 years old. And this one day of me looking over the whole yard and everyone in trepidation and people sort of squatting (laughs) and standing up and getting pushed. But it's that thing of, and it got to the point at our school, that people were literally walking around holding their pants. (laughs) Like at recess and lunchtime, out. well, I know it's probably going to happen. I'll just grab onto the belt. Christian, do you think that school trousers should have mesh inbuilt in them? (laughs) I think that we should wear overalls at school. (laughs) New school policy. If I could iterate slightly, but still keep on shorts... Do either of you own a pair of shorts that are covered with paint? (laughs) Not shorts, but I do have clothes that are like painting clothes. Okay. I have a skirt that I (laughs) paint in. A skirt? It's a blue lace skirt and I'm not- Lace! I'm not joking. We'll get onto that later. (laughs) That's that's for another time. That's a good story behind that one. Um- I don't understand why you don't wash those clothes, Josh. Why? Do, why have it? So this is what I. This is what they're I the don't. painting clothes, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. This goes. I've got two points to make. Number one, tradies are always very dirty. Okay. <laughs> yep. The reason that they're dirty, and I think 
is because it's a macho uh, ploy ah. to convince other people that you are more masculine than if you had washed your clothes. Because I think being clean is not considered masculine. But do you know what? It's in paint. It's not really easy to get out of clothes. Yeah, made. oil-based but- paint especially, not water-based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the reason it gets new clothes. I'm not going to waste the time and energy getting these out of my clothes because these are my work clothes that I wear when I paint. Haven't done much painting. That explains it. There you, know you go. What? Thank Some, you so much. You know what? Sometimes we learn things on this podcast. <laughs> Do you think Picasso had a set of uh, a set of shorts that paint all over it? Yes, yeah, a blue lace shorts. <laughs> It doesn't explain why <laughs> tradies don't wash their clothes. They do after wash their clothes, mate. They, Listen, just I, because you've literally seen a few tradies with some specks of paint on their shorts. No, but they're also very muddy. You're so, <laughs> you're so. You know what? You're having a go at Josh for being an intelligent human being. You're an intelligent person. Yes. You're either making a funny point here, or you're being an idiot because you know why tradies are dirty. It's because they're on their hands and knees all the time, fiddling around with pipes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can tell that none of us have done yeah. much manual labour. <laughs> you know, we're all struggling to find what they do. So white collar, fiddling with pipes and digging holes. Uh, yeah. So you're you're thinking that I got a bit of paint on my clothes. I'll take it home, wash it that night. The paint will come out. Okay. I Here, don't think that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. Let's take paint aside. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm a tradie. I'm going to buy. Five t-shirts and five pairs of shorts. After day one, it's very dirty. I'm going to go home, put it in the wash, get a fresh pair of clothes for day two. Wait, but you know what they do? You're going to put a t-shirt and the shorts just w- in the wash, just those items. If, if you got to wait. But the, the main point is you're grabbing a fresh one for the next day. I am, I am. But I feel like what they're doing is letting it accumulate. Go for the week. Yeah, so that when people see them, they go, Jesus, what a no, hard-working not, tradie. That's not what they're looking at. They're thinking... Hey, it's like making your bed in the morning. This is going to get gross at work. It's going to get dirty at work. Maybe I'll just let it get dirty again. Christian, that is such a stupid point. That's like saying that an office worker doesn't wear deodorant so you can see the sweating under his arms so you know how hard he's working. How hard he's typing. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing. It's not the same thing because an office worker comes to work with fresh clothes no, every but day. No, the point is, it's not about a look. It's a more about practical use of time and resource. It's like, I've got this... eye, Like, the, my painting clothes, which are yeah. kind of like my dad's painting clothes because oh. I paint so infrequently. But it's like, there's no point in cleaning them or getting them nice and pristine because they're just going to get paint on them next time. So, this skirt that I own... <laughs> <laughs> I one day was going to help a friend paint their house and I didn't have any of my own clothes that I was willing to sacrifice to paint. So, my girlfriend had a bag of all of these clothes that she was going to op shop. I had to be really quick about leaving and getting together. We're going to try to back explain this. I had to be so quick. <laughs> and so, I went and I grabbed this blue skirt and I was like, it's just going to be us. No one's really going to yep. care. It's going to... You know, I can't, I can't be painting my underwear. Anyway, I got to the house and my friend's family was all there (laughs) helping out. So what I had to do was I had to wear this skirt and I sort of had to explain to some of them. I sort of said to them, sorry, this is just just all I could find. There's nothing I could do. That in mind, my legs looked great in it. (laughs) You had to put the heels on as well in the bra. (laughs) A bit of lippy. There's a bit of paint. There's a bit of paint as lippy. (laughs) To reach the high spots, I need my heels. Stop looking up my skirt. (laughs) And what were the rest of the family wearing? What Uh, kind of clothes were they wearing? (laughs) They're all (laughs) presumably they'd gone with shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, pretty pretty normal stuff. Because I'm actually kind of okay with you doing that because essentially your thought of it's just going to be me and my friend. We're just going to be painting completely fine. I'm I'm all for that. 
Do you wear boxer shorts? Do you have a problem with wearing boxer shorts when people come over to your place? As in just the boxer shorts? Yeah, so just the boxer underneath. shorts and a shirt, yeah. Um, so essentially you're asking, is it okay to wear underwear around your friends? No, that's the well, question. No, I, no, that's I, the question. No, no. <laughs> I drew a distinction between underwear and boxer shorts. Really? Yeah, because you... I don't use boxer shorts as underwear. I use them as boxer shorts. Hang on. Boxer shorts are underwear, though. Yep. You yep. can't You can't redefine what they do. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Well, I can redefine what's the difference between, uh, like, practically between boxer shorts and ruggers. What's the difference? They're thinner? It's uh, the material? No, boxer shorts are designed to be slept in. Ruggers are not. Why, why are they designed to be slept in? Because they're made of why? silky material. So why is it then why why is it then unacceptable for me to wear something that's designed to be slept in around my house? The same reason I'm it's just... unacceptable to paint in a blue lace skirt. <laughs> I'm just here to challenge your views on things. That's all I'm here for. That's why God put me on you this earth. But you, it's fine to be like, I like to wear boxer shorts around the house and it's fine when my friends come around. But don't pretend that they're not underwear. Yeah. They absolutely are yeah. underwear. So, wear them under. So would someone? So if someone said, hey, what was Dion wearing the other day around his house? Would you say underwear or boxer shorts? <laughs> boxer shorts. Right. Why wouldn't you say underwear? Because uh, they're not underwear. Exactly. No, they are. Thank but, you, Christian. So I would... So I've, as we all know, I've got a lot of pyjamas. I probably As we all know. As we yeah. all know, everyone. I probably wouldn't wear pyjamas if I had friends coming around. Really? Why wouldn't you wear pyjamas? Just because you sleep in them. You draw this weird demarcation between what you sleep in and what you wear around. I draw a demarcation between that. Do you know what I really love? I love, in these kind of moments, I love looking over at Christian and seeing whether he... Who's he's with. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) seeing who's he's with and seeing whether his mind is sort of ticking over. I think he's with me on this one, Dion. Christian, who are you with? If if I may summarise the points. (laughs) Dion, your argument, please... In a sentence. Okay, my argument is that boxer shorts aren't underwear and you should be able to wear them around the house without comment. Josh, boxer shorts are underwear and were designed as such and you don't get to decide how to (laughs) redefine what they are. Boxer shorts are underwear. (laughs) You can't redefine what they are. Stop painting in a skirt. (laughs) And now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Until 2006, the space shuttle never flew on New Year's Day or Eve because its computers couldn't handle a year rollover. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) I had an experience recently that I'm sure you've all experienced of unfriending someone on Facebook and it made me reflect and think about the reason why I did it. And what are the reasons these people that have been friends on my list for however long that makes me finally switch over and go, why am I still friends with this person? Mm-hmm. I don't care. And I realize it's to do with when there is a major life event of theirs that I kind of don't really care about, I go, I'm not, I'm not that interested in this person. I'm really not that interested in this person. So, you know, seeing people out with friends or whatever, that kind of thing. But as soon as it's like, oh, a wedding or I graduated and, mm. and I had a baby, if, if I feel nothing for that moment, I'm not like, oh, awesome, great for you. I just go, oh, don't need this anymore. If it's a wedding and you're not invited, is the implication that you should unfriend them immediately anyway? No, because I think it's okay if you're not invited to the wedding because there's still people I care about who I wouldn't necessarily expect to be invited to their wedding. So like a lot of my uni friends, I still love a lot, a lot of those guys and I love seeing what they're up to and seeing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And if they had a wedding, I'm not offended in any way if I don't get invited. That's true. But then there are someone on the fringes because I used to run the orientation program at uni 
And a lot of first years would always add me on Facebook. like to, and, and, you know, being the nice host, you're always like, oh, you don't want to make them feel unwelcome or anything. So, you gain all these people. And then like a year later, two years later, some have lasted, you know, five, six, seven years. And I go, why am I still... I, I yeah. met this person on camp for three days. I have nothing nothing to do with them. So, I did the same thing. I, I friended the orientation guy when yeah. I did my... You friended o- me. Yeah, yeah. The equivalent. The, yeah. the equivalent of Josh. But the funny thing was that I went through my entire university degree finished he was still putting photos up from uni he's (laughs) still to this day as a probably 35 36 year old still at university still photos from around campus i'm very similar to josh in terms of that major life event but mine is if they've got a birthday and i'm not going to wish them happy birthday either in person or on facebook they're gone and the other metric that i found was really really telling was if i see them in public would I go up and say hello? Good one. And I've had people that I literally saw like on the other side of a tram or you're walking through a crowd and you see them and I didn't go out of my way and I was like, I'm just going to look down the street because I don't want to talk to them. And I was like, why are they friends on Facebook then? Get rid of them. Do you think that they would say hello to you if they saw you? No, I reckon if they saw me, they'd have the same inclination of like, I really have nothing to say to this guy. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's scrap it. Let's get out of it. One of the reasons that I found myself... So, I'll never delete someone on Facebook. I'll just unfollow. Oh. And, and a couple of years ago... Yeah, why though? Relax. You're, Josh. Miss, you're missing the, the, the... Can I explain myself? <laughs> so, a couple of years ago... Just jump down your throat. Why? <laughs> oh, God, let, let, let's... From now on, let's have an official Josh getting angry tally. <laughs> now for in- I love it. Now, I hate it. <laughs> now, 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 for anyone who, who's obviously just maybe started listening to the podcast or, or even started from oh, the very start, God. just know something about Josh. It's happening. That... <laughs> That Josh can go from zero to a hundred in a split second. We all just witnessed it then, which is fantastic because we've got audio evidence. But I'm going to keep a personal tally of when it happens on the podcast. Josh, that's one. Sorry, Christian, please. Don't need your apology. Yeah, okay. Okay. So a couple of years ago, I went through this big kind of uh, rebellion against myself where I said, you're on Facebook too much looking at absolutely nothing. You're going to tailor your feed for yourself. So unfollow every single person, irrespective of relation or how close they are as friends and only follow pages that you think will provide benefit to you. So I did that and I'm still maintaining that. It's like news and stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah, but but people still filter through. So it's not ideal. That's a bit weird because you're almost using like reverse Facebook. Because I use Reddit and stuff for like my news, mm. but like the friends and what people are doing, that's what I'd prefer Facebook just be. I don't want, I don't need all these sponsored posts and all these fucking shitty memes. I agree. Radio stations being like, have you ever listened to No, but that's thing? not the sort of stuff you're following. You're following like news and people that I, you yeah. care about, right? Yeah, correct, Dion. Well, that's what it was originally, but now everything's just turned to shit anyway. So <laughs> I agree with you, Josh, but yep. I haven't taken that process with Instagram yet. So Instagram is just mm. a massive shitstorm of absolutely everybody that I follow. The people who I will unfollow are the ones who tag themselves at an event, might write a status like having so much fun at the Sydney Maya horse racing carnival. <laughs> and then it's just a photo of themselves. Yeah. I cannot stand it. If you're going to tag yourself somewhere, yeah. if you're going to talk about the event, let the photo be of the event, of the not event. of you. Thank yeah. you so much. That's such a good point. Those people that go to weddings and say, wedding of the year, and then they have a photo of them and their girlfriend or (laughs) them and their boyfriend. Like, this isn't about you. It's about the wedding of the year. The sixth wedding of the year. Show me why it's the wedding of the year. (laughs) Yeah, that's Where are the horses on horseback? (laughs) (laughs) Name a more iconic duo. (laughs) 
Oh, God, that stuff. But, Christian, I don't understand why you continue to be on Instagram. Like, a, a platform like that, I, I, I can imagine you just snarling at it, like, scrolling through it at night and just going, I, I fucking hate this, yeah. this part of the world. I hate what the world has become. I, I, I kind of... Yeah, I kind of think that I need a bit of self-hate. I need I need that scrolling to go, wake yourself up, you piece of shit. Really? So the, old, so yeah. the, the, old, the self-flagellation of, yeah. the, of the older days, yeah, you now like scrolling a- through Instagram is the same <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like a monk with a rope. <laughs> <laughs> scroll, scroll. Scroll. Nine scrolls. Scroll. <laughs> scroll. Scroll. I used to have a one-in, one-out policy on Facebook, though. I used to You're sit. Like China. <laughs> <laughs> I was meeting a lot of Chinese people. And I, I can't have this. Chinese. Um, Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> but I used to. I used to like to sit at four hundred, and I was like, I'm going to sit at four hundred. When it was like one to one, like I'd occasionally meet someone. It worked really well. But as soon as you start to get into these different worlds and different parts, like. I'm starting a new sports team or, you know, yeah, I'm starting yeah. to work somewhere else. I'm doing this thing. It just balloons out and you, I can't. So I've, the one, the one, one in, one out is, is a bit, been abandoned. What has been now? abandoned? One uh, in, two out? I well, know two no, in, I, one I out. Don't, I don't consider it. It's, it's just waiting for those moments and those life events. Like I was saying that I go, I don't need this person anymore. And, and the, the seeing them in person is the biggest teller. I feel that that to me is the biggest metric when I finally see them again and I go, I didn't want to talk to them. The other thing that gets a bit awkward and confused is when like couples and stuff break up and there's always that moment of, oh, you know, do you, and I've had it with girls previously of like, do I unfriend them or do I just leave it or, you know, does that look rude and that kind of thing. And there's a guy at work who showed me one thing that this couple that he knew did, which I've never seen before. And I don't know if it's a thing, but it was bizarre. So what it was is the, I think it was the girl posted a photo. So they'd just broken up, posted a photo of them together. Yeah. And then had this as the uh, tag for it. It was, thank you for three beautiful years. I hope you find what you're looking for. You mean so much to me and always will. I love you. And tag the other person in it. What? And the best thing about it was someone who clearly hadn't read the post commented, cuties. (laughs) That's great. All it deserved as well. Why do you need a public announcement that you're breaking up with people? Jesus. What's the purpose of that post as well? What what, what are they looking to gain out of that? It's a direct communication to the the former partner to be like, hey, but surely you would have discussed this. Like in the whole breakup thing, you would have gone through all of this stuff. I got a notification the other day saying, so-and-so has poked you. Yeah. I was like, excuse me, who is still... Because you have to search for that feature. Who's searching and going, geez, I reckon this guy would love a poke. I'd love a poke from me. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been three patches since my last confession. Thank you for returning to me, my son. Tell me your sins. Well, Father, early this week, I was ten minutes late for work, but I left on time. Oh, my son. My gorgeous, supple son. My lamb. My roast lamb and sweet potato. I want you to understand I, I know how you feel. Sometimes I'm late to my sermons and I need to FaceTime my opening prayer in. (laughs) Tell me, my son, how long normally do you allow yourself between your alarm first going off and leaving the house? Well, Father, it's on a 
nine minute snooze cycle. So I normally go with 18 minutes. Now my son, was there some form of rain or, or something that delayed you on this particular morning? No, it was simply one extra snooze cycle. <laughs> oh my son, you have bitten the apple of sloth. And I also had to feed my pet sloth. <laughs> my son, your penance for this patch. Yes, father. Is to touch on your Mikey whilst travelling in the free tram zone. <laughs> okay, father, that, that seems fair. Thank you, father. Thank you. I feel much better. Thank you. Be gone, my son. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been three patches since my last confession. My son, thank you for the courage to sit back down in front of me on this uncomfortable seat. <laughs> Tell me, what are your sins? Um, someone else's Uber Eats was delivered to my house, but I decided to take it anyway. Oh, but that's someone else's Uber Eats, my son. Had you eaten dinner yet? Um... I did have a little snack. I had some salmon on Vitaweets, but it wasn't enough to fill me up. The temptations of the devil come in many <laughs> disguises. Surely there was some reason, though, that you accepted this delivery. Do you live in a quite a large share house, my son? Uh, it's a block of flats, um, and the people the previous night had been making lots of noise, so I, I thought I'd get them back. May, may I tell you a, a very short proverb? <laughs> It, it, it is a story of, of Jesus walking from Jerusalem to Nazareth. He did speak. Do unto others as you want done unto you. He received his Uber order eats <laughs> and walked the entire way to Nazareth to deliver that chicken adobo burrito from Fonda Mexican. My son, this parable, let it live through you going forward. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Your penance is to order your next meal from a restaurant with less than four stars and still tip your Uber Eats courier. All right, Father, I'll do it. Now fuck off. <laughs> so, Christian, you and I play a social sport on Tuesday nights and the other night we were playing our finals game. So it was our big finals game. Grand final? Grand final. <laughs> oh. And what well, was the grand final between fifth and sixth? But anyway, but, but <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. You missed that. But Christian went, <laughs> waved a figure to D on to be like, tell the truth, mate. Tell the truth. Okay. The rest of the story, I promise, will be truthful. <laughs> um, so it came to 6.20 and that was the time the game was meant to start. And the opposition team hadn't turned up. And the organizer was pacing and he said, look, it looks like they're not turning up. Let me try and give them a call. So he called them, spoke to them, but basically said, look, they'll be here in 40 minutes. You'll have to get, play a game on the other oval. Is that cool? Is that is that okay? And Christian kind of butted in and said, are we going to get sort of a refund for this? And the guy sort of looked at Christian and he said... No, I mean, this isn't my fault. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. This is the responsibility of the team. And Christian, and Christian backed away and Christian went, oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean a refund from you. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, of course, that's not, that's not your <laughs> fault. So, Christian, I have a bone to pick with you. I got a bone to pick. And that bone is, why did you wimp out of that situation? I will explain this 
to you, Dion. Maybe I might give a little bit more light on the situation to you. But Josh, I hope to give you a little more context first. So to begin with, this is the second time. Now, now let's just call him Brian, <laughs> which is his actual name. And I think he deserves to be named. So, so Brian has did, did this about four weeks beforehand. We rocked up and there wasn't another team to play against. And he goes, and he was just completely confused. Oh, you know, you know, this has never happened before. And you know what, Brian? Four fucking weeks later, it's happened again. Yeah, so I was a little bit peeved. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? We should be getting our money back for this. Yeah. But then Brian told us that we'd be playing on the opposite oval with no umpire. Yeah. What? And it made me go, well, surely we're getting the money back because we're literally just having a game having a for kick. fun now. No umpire, no cones. We relied on the cones that we relied on was a guy in the other what? team who went and got all his 18-month-old, uh, all her toys, and we dotted them around the, yep. the oval. Yep. So this is, the, this is the context of the game. So I was really heated. Great solution, Brian. Jesus. <laughs> I like the baby toys solution. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. So... I went in real hot-headed and I said, now listen here, Brian, (laughs) you're giving us our money back for this one here. Straight away, brow furrowed and he was ready to get stuck in. Now, this guy seems like he he is a 50-year-old man who loves wearing... Sports clothes Loves his ruggers Love, Loves ruggers old man. Wow, you've really encapsulated that well Because you're a 50 year old man who likes wearing sports clothes <laughs> he, he, he appears to be a PE teacher Who's just really kind of hit hit the lows Rock I'd bottom say. Rock bottom yeah. and, He's and lovely by the way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah For the most part but, but as soon as he came back at me with a little bit of bite Straight away I thought to myself This isn't worth the effort I... Regret that decision, Dion. Yep. I did wimp out. You did I'll wimp cop out. I'll it on the chin. I did wimp out, and there was one little piece of information that I garnered about five minutes later that made me True. so incredibly full of rage oh. that I'm glad that I didn't see Brian again that night. Oh. So, Josh, how do you think he contacted the team to tell them that the game was at six twenty? I'd say he probably gave him a phone call. Yeah, reasonable. What's the second other reasonable answer? Uh, I go phone call, leave a message, send a follow-up text. Josh, would you ever send them a WhatsApp voice memo? A voice memo? Yes, Josh. What? Would you ever send them a WhatsApp voice memo? No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because no one listens to WhatsApp voice memos. And you can also tell... Whether the person's checked the WhatsApp voice memo. Just call them. Give them a call. Give them a text. You've got the phone number. They're paying you. That's what you should be doing. Boys, 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 we digress. Christian, why did you wimp out? (laughs) (laughs) I wimped out. I'm non-confrontational as a person. Yeah, it's understandable. But I'm I'm with Christian because I I find that myself, when I'm in arguments or that kind of stuff, I'm really bad on the spot. As soon as I leave it and can collect my thoughts and think about it, I'm like, oh, that's really wrong. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have done that. My biggest issue is... At the end of the day, what service have they provided you? You don't have an umpire. That is literally like the only thing you're paying for. Someone to officiate the game. And if you're not getting that, definitely not paying. Actually, Josh, you say that you're like that. But when you were talking in patch 16, I think it was, when you were at your house and you told those two men in your house to get out, you had no problem asserting yourself then. No, but that was different. That was not me crafting a good argument. That was me just yelling at these old men going, get Get out out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't formulate the exact reasons why. 
why? And Josh had had weeks of this in the lead <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, he, right. If I had had this for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. I probably would have been able to say something. But I agree with Josh. The reason that we record yeah. a podcast is we're all non-confrontational. <laughs> We'd rather take our anger out behind people's backs into microphones. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is that I am confrontational. So I'll be quite happy in that situation having a confrontation so what, what with did, someone. So Christian backed off. And what did you do, Dion, then? Did you jump down Brian's throat? Well, I didn't. I didn't. Or did you kiss his ring? No, no. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was appropriate. I didn't. I didn't want to pursue um, getting a refund. I didn't think that was the appropriate course of action. But if I did, I would have. I probably would have why, confronted why, him about why? it. So I'm with Christian. You think you deserved a refund? I think I smell a rooibos challenge on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Dion, did you did you think you deserved a refund? No, or not? I didn't. I didn't deserve a refund. Why would you not? Des- explain to me why you don't deserve a refund for well, that. Well, because for the I, services that were not provided to you. Yeah, I guess I felt bad. I want to maintain a good relationship with him. I probably want to play next season. I guess in his shocking you competition, you think he's going to kick you out? Oh, he probably, he probably won't go. Oh, we'll and, stuff and then you go. Oh, maybe we'll meet up and just have a kick down the court, guys. We'll bring some <laughs> toys. How about that? Do it yourself, mate. Do you know I actually disrespect him more because he wasn't harder on us as a team for wearing uniforms. Every other team had uniforms. We just wore any coloured top and then put bibs on. Dreadful. Which, for the first time that the other team didn't turn up, he said, right, I'm not going to give you a refund, but what I'll do is I'll get you those uniforms. So he actually bought them for us. What uniforms? He bought our bibs for us. Bought or brought? Bought. I've got them. He bought them for us. What bibs oh, do you well, have in AFL 7? That was our compensation. Just blue bibs. Oh, hang on a second. So I was wing attack. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, this is new information. <laughs> this is this is new information. Doesn't change you whipping uh, out though, no, does it? No, no, no. Wait a second. You need to explain why you didn't tell Christian we didn't get a refund, but he gave us bibs. No, 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 no. The first time the team didn't turn up. Earlier in the season, we yeah. got the bibs. The second time, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, you yeah. got repaid for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that either, Josh. By the way, amazing. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'll tell you about bib a bib acquisition more often. Bibgate. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Being a younger brother and leaving all family gift purchases up to your sister. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When two single odd socks go together. <laughs> really, really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? Plants that need very little water and sun to grow. <laughs> really, good. Really good. really good. really good. Really good. We love hearing your really good, so make sure you send them through to us through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever apps you use. Or if you happen to be at the Meredith Supernatural Amphitheatre, you can deliver them live to us in person, just like this next one. You know what Steph Warner thinks is really good? When you get to the end of an overseas trip and manage to spend all of your local currency before you leave. (laughs) Really Really good. Really good. Really good. And you know what Georgia Brooks thinks is really good? When you hear the bells at a level crossing start to ring just after you've passed through it. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. And you know what Jasmine Fizzle thinks is really good? When you're turning right at an intersection and you just make it through on the orange. Oh, that is really, really good. good. Really, really, really good. 
Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. It's been a pleasure having you. We encourage you to hit subscribe in your podcast app so you're notified every time a new episode comes out. Um, Josh, what have you sewed in your patch this week? Uh, my patch this week was Dion presenting his social sports team with a brand new full set of blue lace skirts. <laughs> And Christian, what patch did you sew into the quilt this week? Josh, the patch that I sewed this week was a Panettone receiving Italy's first gold medal for wettest carbohydrate. <laughs> Dion, what did you sew into our quilt this week? My patch this week was Christian sitting on his bed sewing mesh lining back into his shorts. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 No yeah. problem. So, so a cut. So a cut. <laughs> so a cut. So a cut. So a cut. So a cut. Fly, fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was I saying? <laughs>